Well, let me extend my welcome to you. It's great to see you here today. As Simon said, I'm Charles. I'm one of the pastors here. And just so you know, I've been struggling with a cold over the last couple of days. So if I do, thank you. I was looking for sympathy. I was struggling with a cold over the last couple of days. Thank you. And um, if I do sneeze or have to blow my nose uh, during the service, then uh, please excuse me, all right? I've got tissues in my back pocket just in case. Um, As you know, Christmas Day is tomorrow. I can't wait to celebrate uh, with family. And um, what I'm going to do now as I start this message is show you a video, a short video of children explaining what Christmas means to them. So let's roll the video and I hope you enjoy it. Be with Jesus. We're celebrating Jesus' birthday. And Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Yeah. 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 It's my birthday. 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 It's my and tell them about baby Jesus, the three kings and the shepherds. Um, one gave him uh, gold, one gave him bronze and <laughs> <laughs> Disney Affinity the game. I want to pick <laughs> To get a milk control helicopter. And when I do get better, I want to fly and Batman. Just a bee. Teddy bee. puts a smile on your face, doesn't it? I particularly liked it when the young girl is asked, what do you want for Christmas? And she replies, cucumber. As if you'd want anything else. What a cheap Christmas for her mum and dad. I don't know what you would say to that last question on the video. What do you want for Christmas? In fact, take 20 seconds with the person next to you. What do you want for Christmas? Tell them and we'll come back in a moment. Okay, I think you've had enough time. 
I can see some people reeling off a whole list of things that they want. Um, I don't know what you want for Christmas. Maybe there's a particular present that you want. Maybe you just want to spend time with family and friends. Or maybe friends and family are quite far away for you right now. And actually what you want is to not to be alone at Christmas. Or maybe you're just like me. And maybe this last term has been really busy. And what you're really looking forward to is some nice peace and rest. But I wonder if I gave you a bit more time to think about it, whether you'd start to think about bigger things to do with the world. Maybe you would say, I really want an end to world hunger and poverty. Or maybe you might say, I want an end to abuse and violence. Maybe if I gave you a bit longer, you would say, what I really want is peace. And what I think every single one of us here really wants is peace. It may not have been the very first thing on your mind, but I think if you thought about it, it would be peace. The word peace, translated from the Hebrew word shalom, is rich in meaning. It means completeness and welfare, as well as freedom from conflict. You see, we all want peace. We want inner peace, freedom from restlessness, guilt, and anxiety. And we want outer peace, freedom from hostility, conflict, and war. But the question is, how do we get peace? How do we get real peace? Today, we often look in various places, pop stars, celebrities, self-help books, or even the internet. A quick Google search will give you loads of answers on how to get peace. But these answers are often wishy-washy. I found a quick article when I Googled the other day titled 15 Steps to Get Inner Peace. Step 14 was my favorite. It was simply breathe. As if we all need to be told to breathe. You see, what we can get from the internet is some good advice, maybe. But do these answers really give us answers to peace? Both individually and as a society, do they really give us the answers that we are looking for? Actually, what we find is the Bible gives us an unexpected, yet better answer on how we find peace. The theme this Christmas, as Simon said, has been, what a beautiful name. We've been looking at the various names given to Jesus, and today we're going to be looking at a different name. We're going to see in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 to 7, that peace, real peace, inner and outer peace, comes through a baby. I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 to 7, and the words will come up on the screen. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness... A light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of millions defeat, we'll come back to that in a moment, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning will be fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. Get this. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom 
establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. 2017 has been an eventful year. We've had Brexit, we've had Trump, we've had the resignation of Robert Mugabe, and we've had some terror. In fact, there's been four terrorist attacks here in London, one in Manchester, and this has meant that people are living in fear. You might remember that just a few weeks ago, on Black Friday, hundreds of people were shopping in Oxford Street when mass panic broke out. An incident occurred, and literally hundreds of shoppers turned and ran for their lives. The stations were closed, and BBC News started reporting that it was another terrorist attack. But in the end, get this, it started with two guys having an argument in a tube station. Two guys having an argument which led to mass panic and people uh, fleeing in fear. It's a sign that people are living in fear. The same was the case in Isaiah's day. He's writing 600 years before the birth of Jesus and the people of God, the Israelites, are living in a constant Black Friday. They're living in a constant Black Friday, not because of the sales, but because they've rejected God and are living under threat. The kingdom of Israel has been split into two. The northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. And the northern kingdom has been captured by the major empire of the day, the Assyrians. And they're now threatening to capture the southern kingdom of Judah. Isaiah, a down-to-earth, straight talker. He's a southerner. He comes to speak to these people. They're frightened. And as you picked up from the verses that I read, they're living in deep darkness. They are stuck in Black Friday. Isaiah makes it clear that what's happening to them is a result of the fact that they have rejected God. Isaiah chapter 8 tells us that instead of going to God, they were going to fortune tellers and spirits of the dead for comfort and security. And God was humbling them through the Assyrians. And whilst these people are in distress and oppression, Isaiah comes to them with a great message of great hope. For to us, a child is born. Isaiah's words give them hope because they're reminded of a day when God rescued them using one man, Gideon, and 300 men to defeat the huge empire of the Midianites. And Isaiah looks forward to a time where there'll be no more need for war clothes. There'll be a time of peace coming. Peace coming now and for eternity. But how does this peace come? How does everlasting peace come? How does peace come today to us in the 21st century? Well, it comes through a baby. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. What a surprise. The evil oppressor is damaging people, and the answer is a baby. It's ludicrous, isn't it? It's like saying, there's a war going on in Syria, but it's okay, I know of a pregnant lady in Manchester. It's ludicrous, isn't it? How does the answer come through a baby? Well, the answer is, we need to look at who the baby is. We need to understand his name. We need to understand the name of this baby. And verse 6 and 7 says this, He'll be called Wonderful Counselor. He will be called Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. They're some names, aren't they? 
I don't know whether names mean much to you, but my middle name is a Congolese name. My middle name is Endoma. And uh, often in my life, I've said proudly that it means chief. It means chief. And uh, for some reason, unbeknown to me, it's never really stuck as a nickname. (laughs) But you see, this baby has an even greater name. We know that Isaiah, even though he's talking 600 years before the birth of Jesus, he's talking about Jesus because no one has ever been called these names apart from Jesus. Are you looking for peace here this morning? Jesus is the one who is wonderful counsellor, who is mighty God, who is everlasting father, who is prince of peace. You see, God's answer to the oppression and hostility in this world isn't to come as a warrior coming to defeat the enemy. His answer is to come humbly as a baby born in a stable. For to us, a son, a child is given. Let's focus for a moment on his name, the Prince of Peace. Every single one of us know what it is to be restless, Every single one of us knows what it's like to constantly try to build our lives on things like money, romance, sex, our career, our reputation. So many of us try and build our lives on these things. And as we look to these things to give us satisfaction, we find out that they never actually give us peace. They never actually give us rest. Why is that? Because they're good things. These things are good things, but they're not good enough. They're not God. And so they can't give us what we really want. They can't give us what we really need. And so what happens is we carry on living in darkness. We carry on living in Black Friday. I wonder for a moment, how many of you, by a show of hands, will be watching the Queen's speech tomorrow? Not many. Okay, that's interesting. As a teenager, I did not like the Queen's speech, okay? I tried to avoid it like the plague. I used to want to just open presents and eat food. But as I've got older, I've learned to appreciate what the Queen has to say on Christmas Day. This is what she said in 2014. For me, the life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, sorry, the Prince of Peace, is an inspiration and an anchor in my life, a model of reconciliation and forgiveness, He stretched out his hands in love, acceptance, and healing. You see, the queen knows where peace comes from. The queen knows that if you want healing here today, if you want forgiveness, if you want reconciliation with God, if you want true peace, it comes through Jesus Christ. The queen knows it. I wonder if you know it here today. We've seen that peace comes to us inwardly, inner peace, through this Jesus. But secondly, peace also comes to society as a whole. How is that? Well, because as more and more people follow this Jesus, follow this child king, follow this prince of peace, peace should increase on the earth. As more and more people follow his teaching, as more and more people have the Holy Spirit living inside of them, peace should increase on the earth. I don't know about you, but I found that Christmas can be a hard time. It can be a real hard time because if you haven't noticed already, 
You don't choose your family. You're stuck with them. Yeah? And sometimes that can be seen as a blessing or a curse. So what happens at Christmas is that we get together with our friends and family, and there can often be conflict and tension, right? This happens. And uh, children and young people in the room, you need to listen to this. Children and young people. Over Christmas, you're going to be encouraged to spend time with family and extended family. And that might mean that you need to put down the PlayStation controller, and you might need to spend time with that annoying auntie. Okay? It might mean... For you to be a peacemaker in your family, it might mean that you need to spend time with your brothers and sisters. Adults in the room, mums and dads, husbands and wives, sons and daughters, will you be a peacemaker in your family? Will you extend this peace? Jesus said in his famous Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the peacemakers because they will be called sons of God. Will you be a peacemaker in your family over this Christmas period? You see, following this child king, following this prince of peace, will transform not only your family, but communities and societies as well. And lastly, you know that this peace will extend on into eternity. It said at the end there, in verse 7, he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness forever. This Prince of Peace, this Jesus, he's coming again. Do you know that? He is coming again. And on that day, everyone who follows this child king will be in a place of peace forever. There will be no more hostility, no more arguing, no more sorrow or loneliness. There will be peace forever. And what a glorious day that will be. As I mentioned, this theme this Christmas has been, what a beautiful name. And so what I thought would be good is to look into what does the, the word or the name Isaiah mean? We've been looking at the book of Isaiah today. Does anyone know what the name Isaiah means? Anyone? Okay, I'll give it to you. The name Isaiah means the Lord saves. It means the Lord saves. Isaiah knew from a very young age, when he first learnt his name, that the Lord saves. And then he spoke about a Christmas that he never saw himself. He spoke about a child who would come and literally be the saviour of the world. He would be the prince of peace. He would be mighty God. For to us, a child is born. His name is the prince of peace. I don't know what you want for Christmas. But tomorrow, when you're giving and receiving gifts and cards, can I encourage us all to think about his name? Can I encourage you to think about his name, the Prince of Peace, who came to give us peace, inner peace, but also peace with one another? As I close, I've been reminded this Christmas of the great words that are in the carol, Hark! The herald angels sing. Fantastic words, amazing lyrics. And so as I close, I'm going to invite the band up. And as they start coming up, I'd like us all to stand for a moment. Is that okay? We're all going to stand. In a moment, I'm just going to read some of the words from Hark the Herald Angels Sing. 
And then we're going to sing this great carol together. But can I just encourage you now, just to take this moment. You may just want to close your eyes if you feel comfortable to do that. But can I just encourage you to take this moment to reflect on this child being born, this God becoming man, this gift of Christmas to us, a child being born. Let me read the words from Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and then we're going to sing. Let's reflect. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory, glory to the newborn king.